Financial Planning 101, the two 10% steps you shouldn't skip. Financial planning is a task and topic that can pretty easily make your head spin. There are so many practices, musts, and inevitable discomfort and hard decisions. Financial expert and author Aaron Botsford helps bring us down out of the confusion cloud of figuring out your finances and breaks things down to the basics. She also shares the one thing she wishes someone had told her early on about financial planning. What is the number one thing you wish someone had told you about financial planning back when you started your career? Actually, there are two things. From the first paycheck you ever get and every one thereafter, give the first 10% to God as a tithe and invest the next 10% for your future slash retirement. My husband and I actually did this from the time we were 25. When we were young and poor, we often went without, but we stayed focused on the verse from Malachi 3.10. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord God Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be enough room to store it. We truly leaned on that word. As to the second 10%, once we invested it, we considered it gone. We never considered touching it until we retired. Now we are retired, and it's almost hard to touch it, but we are. And I can tell you the Lord truly blessed our tithes and our personal discipline. He did throw open the floodgates. The Lord is true to his word. In your opinion, what is the biggest and maybe easiest mistake people make when it comes to their finances? The biggest mistake people make is not doing what I described in the previous question. If people prioritize the Lord's work with the first 10% and invest the next 10%, starting by age 25 or whatever age you are when you're reading this article, their financial life will work out for them. It's the easiest thing to do, but most people don't have the personal discipline and the willingness to sacrifice the pleasures of today for a secure tomorrow. I've never really understood this, but I think it helps that I came from a life of extreme poverty and significant personal challenges. I knew I never wanted to live like that again. I think it's harder on people who have never experienced lack or loss. They have no context to what bad decisions can lead to. As the founder of a highly successful financial planning firm, what are the top three things you would always advise your clients regardless of their net worth? One, stay away from debt, especially credit card debt. The only debt you should have is a home mortgage, a car loan, and perhaps a student loan from college. Too many people rely on credit cards, and it is a sure road to disaster. Never carry a credit card balance. Never. Two, invest a minimum of 10% of your gross paycheck. On a monthly basis, using the concept of dollar cost averaging, invest in mutual funds or ETFs and never consider touching it until you retire. And number three, if you have children, be sure to have sufficient life insurance to replace your income if you or your spouse died. My father died and left my mother with six children and a $10,000 life insurance policy. My father had a PhD in psychology and was super smart, but he never got around to planning. He thought he'd live forever. Instead, he died of a massive heart attack at the age of 50, leaving his wife and children destitute. In reality, not only did I lose my father when I was 11, I also lost my mother because after being a stay-at-home mom, she had to return to work to put food on the table all for a lack of sufficient life insurance. I stress to young couples, do not bring children into this world without a minimum of $1 million of life insurance. 
What is your opinion on tithing or charitable giving and its place in someone's financial plan? Well, I've already talked about my belief in tithing. I think it's critical to one's financial success. We are in partnership with the Lord. He has already told us what he will do for those who tithe. You can trust him on his word. I am also a big believer in charitable giving. We have always tried to give above and beyond our tithe. In fact, after I sold my financial planning practice a few years ago, I started a new business, Training Financial Advisors. My purpose in doing this was to give back to the industry that allowed me to become very successful and to create a revenue stream to support an orphanage we support in Livingston, Zambia called Ebenezer. We donate 50% of all profits from this new company to this organization. Any final thoughts you'd like to leave readers with? Life is short. Be intentional from the minute you get out of college or even before if you can. Become a goal setter. At a minimum, review and update your goals every quarter. People without written goals flounder. They never go anywhere because they have not determined where it is they want to go. I'll give you an example. From the time I was about 35, I dreamed about someday having a second home in the mountains. From the moment I wrote down that goal on my goal sheet, I started saving for it. Each month, I set aside a certain amount specifically towards that goal. Every quarter, I restated that goal, and while it took me until I was 62 years old to get there, I was able to pay cash for a beautiful six-bedroom home in Park City, Utah. That would have never happened if I hadn't set that goal, visualized it many, many times, set aside the money, and believed it would happen someday. Written goals are about the most powerful tool in a person's tool chest.